Mufon in Crisis and the Dawn of a New Disclosure Movement. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for July 18th, 2020. Jason Cousin and I, Eric Renner Kingfist, discuss the disheartening news of Jan Harzan, former executive director of the Mutual UFO Network, being arrested for allegedly soliciting sexual activity from a detective who was posing as a 13-year-old girl. This brings about calls from others in the disclosure movement to bring about genuine change to this organization or to encourage other groups to take the lead in paranormal investigations. Then, Jay and I talk about Senator Marco Rubio's call for a new, genuine investigation into unexplained aerial phenomenons, especially those UFO sightings over military installations. An amazing amateur video of strange objects or craft seen crossing the moon, which originated from the far side. The 1969 Berkshire UFO incident and why investigating the paranormal and searching through undiscovered realms is what makes us more human. The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase t-shirts, coffee mugs, and more with our logo and slogans right on them. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and our website on the air. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show with pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Player FM, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Google Play on Android devices. If your favorite podcast service doesn't have the Fedora Chronicles radio show on it, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Once again, this is Jay Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Notice from the MUFON Board of Directors. In light of recent events, Jan Harzan has been permanently removed as the executive director of Mutual UFO Network, otherwise known as MUFON. Effective immediately, he will no longer serve any role in the organization. David McDonald, executive director emeritus and a member of the MUFON Board of Directors, will now assume the duties of executive director. MUFON remains committed to its core mission, the study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity. This mission is greater than any one person or member of MUFON and supersedes all other con- considerations. I almost, re- I almost read that as condensations. <laughs> Have another cup of coffee, Eric. We- <laughs> clearly, clearly you're doing perfectly fine. Yes. Go ahead. We will continue to move forward and focus on our mission statement. But what happened to Jan? What happened to Jan Harzan? Yeah, I have no idea who she is. Hey. Other than what you've already. Well, what Jan? Oh, Jan, not Jan. Jan. Oh, it's Jan. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's that's how they pronounce it when they're male. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I feel bad now. So all this time oh, I've been I mean, calling, I've been calling Jan Michael Vincent. I should have been calling him Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah. I don't ever remember him being called Jan Michael Vincent. Uh, anyway. 
UFO organization leader arrested for allegedly soliciting sex from a detective posing as a 13-year-old girl. Oh, boy. Is that not disgusting? Yeah, yeah. I mean... (sighs) Come on, people. What the fuck? It's not that hard. It's not that it's not that hard to figure out. There's something wrong. Also, what? Yeah. Go ahead. It's it's not that hard to just fucking associate with other adults. It really isn't. It's not that hard. If I can do it, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. I mean, the thing, know, I, who, I, I don't I don't understand. And, and me, I, I did not mean to go off on a rant on pedophilia. But what mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with people who look at a child and say, mm, I got to get me some of that? Who, who fucking does that? Yes, and and not. And not only that, he has been the face of the disclosure movement within MUFON. He's been the go-to guy for MUFON. He's he's written a foreword to the latest release of a book that we've talked about extensively here on this podcast. He's and and I'm not I don't want to paint with a, a broad brush here, but he's tainted everything that MUFON has done for the past couple of years. He's tainted the entire disclosure movement for the past couple of years everything that everything that they have done i feel like they have they have undone or he has undone and that he's he's tainted the entire disclosure movement and and maybe that's not fair for me to say or 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 believe um i don't know i think that's fair i think that's fair because that's how that works you know what i mean i mean if it was just like some guy who constantly reports into MUFON, that'd be one thing. But this is the fucking CEO, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? He's the CEO. Or he was the CEO. I'm not sure what the what is exactly was his, yeah, his uh, executive director. Executive director. So he's like, anything executive means dude's in charge. Right. As far as I understand it. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I, I would agree he has tainted pretty much everything that they do maybe well, everything that they've done under his tenure anyway yeah that would be that would that i think would is a fair assessment of the impact of what he's done yeah and it was um and a lot of people are on many of these groups and boards that i belong to have been asking the same thing over and over again what does this mean for the future of mufon what's what's going to happen What's what's going to happen to the rest of the movement? Well, in truth, what's going to happen to the rest of the movement is they they're going to have to now spend time distancing themselves from this sicko. Yeah. And that's that's going to that's an uphill battle right there. And I'm actually absolutely looking for the post here. Um, yeah. Alex Mistretta. All right. Um, and he wrote this two days ago. In light of today's events, it's time to. Reconstructor, reconstructor ufology. How to save it in six steps. And I actually asked permission to to read this and talk about this um, from him. And he gave us the go ahead. Number one, we need a professional system with paid positions with a college degree required. Those that don't agree with this don't want answers and or aren't qualified ufologists. Number two, weed out from participating in ufology anyone caught hoaxing or anyone that has posted racist themes including anyone who has posted quote white lives matter unquote number three weed out anyone that belongs to q anon anon or similar organizations they have been proven not to have critical thinking ability necessary to do this job number four reach out to 
multitude of or reach out to a multitude of professionals from engineering, psychologists, genetic experts to anthropologists to basically he's saying like reach out to actually qualified professionals like people like um, 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 uh, Dr. Hayek. Number five, go global and be proactive and put an emphasis on getting new information on the field instead of sitting back and waiting for it to come to us. Number six, weed out anyone that doesn't believe in basic science, evolution, viruses, and so long they don't belong in modern ufology. And he posted a couple of other posts that I thought was um, pretty interesting when he was talking about how... Um, his local chapter has been sort of moving along in this direction under his guidance, under his instructions. And I think that he actually might be the guy to take over MUFON International. Oh, and by the way, he, um, yeah, he is, um, how he describes himself as an international man of mystery, UFO and paranormal investigator, cryptozoologist, explorer, and author. And I'm actually looking, looking to see if I can find some of his books or some of his articles that I can share. Um, but he, he does have a lot of really good points. And he seems to know what he's talking about just looking at his profile because um, he's, he's, like, he's the real deal. He's not somebody who's sitting at a desk, desk as an executive pushing papers around. And, you know, and he seems to actually be busy studying the paranormal and not chasing after little kids for sex. He seems like the real Which, deal. Which, you know... Call me crazy, but I think that's what we want in the paranormal community is people who are using their time to actually find out what's going on in paranormal in the world rather than diddle little kids. Yeah. I'm so, a little odd that way, though. So you, you are know, strange. You are you, yeah. you are strange that way. But I think I am as well. You know, I mean, if you're going to do something, do it right. Exactly. And if you're going to be if you're going to be a man, be a man. And I don't mean to be get, as swift uh, as a coursing river. Right. And you need to be re held responsible for your actions. And I think Jan needs to have his day in court. He needs to stand trial. And if he's found guilty, he should he should be sentenced accordingly. But I think that the idea that there was a se this is just my own personal opinion, and I, I don't mean to cir circumvent the rule of law, and I don't mean to get on the bandwagon um, with a mob mentality. Um, if you're a pedophile, string them up. And um, I know that there are a lot of people who are pushing to have pedophilia recognized as a mental disorder or disease, and other people are saying, no, no, it's just a, an orientation. No, you're preying on children. And if you're preying on children for your own, your own twisted desires, I think that um, you should be pushed out of society as, as 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 swiftly and as justly as possible because yeah. the damage done to kids is irrevo irrevocable. Yeah. What these? Yeah. I, I can agree with that. I mean, if if you're if you're a pedophile, the, what what kills me is there are some people that believe that they are um, actually helping kids. Yeah. Which does not seem to make any sense to me. But, but but the thing is, is that not only has he done damage to himself, he's also done damage to a movement that he's belonged to for quite a few years. I'm talking about Jean here or Jean or yeah. whatever, the, however you pronounce his name. He's done irrevocable damage and he's tainted MUFON and he's tainted the entire UFO truth community or, or whatever we call ourselves. And I and I do think that there should be something done to get the message out. No, no, not only do we not 
tolerate this. We don't accept this. We will severely punish you for this because we have a hard enough time being taken seriously by the mainstream community as it is. Yeah, we don't need this bullshit to cloud the issue. No. So I was I was pretty upset about this, but at least, you know, um, you know, connecting with Alex, who was probably going to be a guest on our podcast, hopefully sometime in August. Um, and August is going to be a, a huge month for us because we also have some other author interviews lined up, which I don't want to. Awesome. I don't want to spill the beans here. I don't want to, uh, you know, um, uh, spoil any surprises. And I, I don't want to overpromise and under deliver. But we have three authors who want to come on the podcast and talk about some huge issues that things that are going on in the field of ufology. And also, um, I, we posted last week's episode, make Roswell great again on a couple of these UFO boards. And these people loved this episode and they're now new subscribers. And all I can say is thank you. Thank you for enjoying what we do. We really appreciate um, your love and support. And we promise we'll, we'll do what we can not to let you down. So, um, yep. so yeah, so we had a whole bunch of other things that we had all lined up. And as soon as you sent me the message that you wanted to chit chat, you wanted to record the episode, you were ready to go. I go on Twitter here, Jay, mm-hmm. and let me see if I can call this up real quick. Marco Rubio is now talking about disclosure and Mark Rubio went on and he had a conversation. And by the way, in case anybody is wondering who is Marco Rubio, uh, he's the acting chair of the Senate Intelligent Community. Rubio is pushing to have the military prepare a public report on unidentified aerial phenomenons, otherwise known as the rest of us as UFOs. And so he was um, on CBS Miami with this reporter, um, Jim DeFeed, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And what he said, I thought was really interesting. I'm going to try and try and play it for you right now, Jay. The military uses yeah. internal. Are we alone? <laughs> um, no, look, here's the interesting thing for me about all this. And the reason why I think it's an important topic. Okay. And that is we have uh, things flying over our military bases and places where we're conducting military exercises. And we don't know what it is and it isn't ours. So that's the legitimate question to ask. I would say that, um, uh, frankly, that if it's something of uh, outside outside this planet, that might actually be better than the fact that we've seen some technological leap on behalf of the Chinese or the Russians or some other adversary that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. But the bottom line is, if there are things flying over your military bases and you don't know what they are because they're not yours, and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal. That to me is a national security risk and one that we should be looking into. And so that's the premise I begin with. Let's clear this up. Who would be looking into this and they would be generating some sort of a publicly available report on, you're not using the phrase unidentified flying objects. You have another euphemism for it, unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is not- I didn't didn't, didn't come up with that. That's the one that the military uses internally. um, And and ultimately, you know, that's the one we used and what we're saying yeah so the office of naval intelligence this, this is over has impacted the navy for the most part have, have seen reports on this now for the better part of a decade other countries have had similar reports and so the, but for our perspective is there is someone flying in the airspace that no one else is allowed to fly in and we don't know who it is and it isn't something we have we need to know what that is i mean that that's in my mind i mean that's i don't understand why we wouldn't want to know what it is maybe there's a completely sort of boring explanation for it 
but we need to find out. Um, and, and, and so that's really what we're asking about. And we're asking them to make public as much as possible that information. None of that really fits into the mold of classified per se. All right. But what's, so what's your gut? Are we alone in the universe or is there something else out there? I don't have a gut feeling about it because it's a phenomenon. It's unexplained. Um, you know, I go, I just want to know what it is. And if we can't determine what it is, then that's a fact point we need to take into account. I wouldn't venture to speculate beyond that. That's Marco Rubio, isn't yeah. it? You know, I think that it's amazing that he actually went on the on television and actually said, hey, yes, there are UFOs. There are there is some kind of I, I don't I'm not surprised by that because that seems to have been seems to be the theme. I mean, they're the the Navy has released things that they've you know, their, their encounters with unidentified aerial phenomenon, as he put it, Um you know, they've, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not terribly surprised by that, if I'm being honest. I, I'm really not. Yeah. I, I am completely, totally shocked and amazed that politicians are now coming forward and saying, the, this is real. People are actually seeing things that we can't un explain. We need to do more of an investigation. We need to do a better investigation. This is a complete 180 from the attitude from the military a few short decades ago. Whereas it, 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 you see something and you report it to you, to your, the, the officials, whether it's the police department, the military, your local air force base. And no, no, that's not what you see. That's not what you saw. You saw something else and they're gaslighting you. Maybe they shouldn't have, have called it project blue book. They should have called it, Project Gaslight, because that's that's what the the United States military did to American citizens who came forward and say, this is what we saw. And then for them to look at you right in the eye and say to you, no, that's not what you saw. You saw something else or no, no, you didn't see that because that's the most convenient explanation that they have. I think that I think that it's um, it's amazing and it's terrifying all at the same time because now that they're finally admitting they don't know what it is it's something beyond our control i get a little glimmer or a little glimpse into to, into why they obstacated for so long i understand now why they were hesitant to admit that they didn't know what was going on cuz it's scary it's a little terrifying the idea that your government your military doesn't know what's going on i don't think that they had to bully people about it though but I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know. If, it's the government. That's what the government does. It bullies people. Right. So and it, it's, um you know, and, it, and, it, and if somebody doesn't see what they they're supposed to see or if they see something that they're not supposed to see, if it's inconvenient. Well, I know. Let's just dehumanize these people. Let's just make these people feel as stupid as they as we possibly can. So maybe they'll stop talking about it. Does that make any yeah, sense? That, that, that sounds sounds accurate. Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense, but it sounds accurate. So since we're on UFO news, this is something that I think that somebody definitely needs to talk about here. And this is some there's a post somebody had sent me from UFO sightings hotspot. Uh Multiple, multiple UFOs emerging from the dark side of the moon. And this was published two days ago. This is published, no, two, three more. I think it's closer to three. 
July 14, 2020, multiple UFOs emerging from the dark side of the moon on which then crosses the moon. That's an awkward se sentence. The footage also shows that UFOs flying extremely close to the moon, casting convincing shadows on the lunar surface before they disappear into space again. It is unclear whether these unidentified flying objects were en route or ascended from the base on the dark side of the moon. The UFO footage captured by Skywatcher, I'm not even going to butcher this guy's name here, <laughs> on July 12th, 2020, starts about a, um, at the minute mark. And in the, there's actual um, footage on YouTube that you can actually watch. And I, and I, I watched it once this morning, and I was, to say the least, um, convinced. I was convinced. Uh, it's it's convincing footage. I I don't I if you, if you're actually going to um, if you're if you're going to fake something online, I think that you would make it a little bit more sensational. This is a little kind of like hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I want to play it right now or not for the audience. It's 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 hard. It's hard to actually watch it. It's actually. It's, how can I say this? You can't you can't watch it audio only. You know, but it was oh, okay. just you know. It's there, there's 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 no audio that goes with it. Um, but there are these these amazing pictures of the moon that this astronomer, this outdoor um, amateur astronomer, had gathered, and then it's like. It, it, his lens just focuses on these objects moving. And this brings us back to what we talked about last week about the, the book, Somebody Else is on the Moon. This is, this, this is making for great pod, me watching this video <laughs> and trying to describe to you what I'm seeing. I'm trying to imagine what you're seeing. You didn't get the link? Uh, no. What did? No, I sent you one. It's on Messenger. Multiple UFOs emerging from the dark side of the moon. Oh uh, yeah, no, I got that one. Okay, but I, hold on. There's a video. There's oh, a video. There's a video. I saw the. Ah. Watch impact debris slash UFOs emerging from behind the moon. Bum bum bum. Yeah. And it's at least it's a short video. Right. You know, our listeners can listen to us wax poetic about what exactly is happening in this video, this video for the next 11 minutes and 14 seconds. You just see these strange objects. They're like little dart-like things. Right. Really. They're not they're not saucers. I mean, nope, they're definitely oblong in shape. They're not um well hell. <laughs> I don't know how to describe them. Now is this where is this video footage from again? I said it's on YouTube. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if it's on YouTube, we know it's real. It was captured by Skywatcher Herefordshire Allutment Life. Really? Her Hereford isn't that a type of bull or cow? Herefordshire? Um, right here. Um yeah, it's let's let's see here. You go to their YouTube page and how do they describe themselves? They they actually spend a lot of time talking about organic foods and how to grow red currant. Right. Why comets shine and crumble? What is Mizuna? Right. It's just they're just survive. They're, Don't ask me how. Uh, how to attach wood wedges like old masters. Checking out their about page here we are we are a professional couple in full-time jobs trying to develop a sustainable organic life using what nature provides respecting it and live in harmony with mother earth 
it is a while that we mostly eat what we grow and we really enjoy it. Our philosophy is to grow meaningful crop of fruits and vegetables, not just fanciful supplies of organic food. Our chickens provide us with eggs and warmth on cold days out. Oh, uh, wait, whoa. What the, what? I, I, I don't know. How do their chickens provide them with warmth on cold days out? I have no idea, Jay. I have no idea, That's, and I don't want to know. And I don't know what a professional couple means. I mean, does that mean that there are two professionals? I mean, is that there are two professionals that happen to be married? Okay, all right. I don't okay, think I, I don't think English is their first language. Evidently, yeah. But this this is an amazing video where you actually you actually see two objects coming around the moon and pass in front of it before it up and before they up and disappear and there's actual shadows on it, the moon there's shadows by yeah. these objects yes and they look to be sizable they look yeah they look pretty large they do they look like they're not small we're not talking about like an airliner here we're talking something really fucking big yeah yeah of course I, it's hard to gauge that Lou looks like there's three of them yeah. See if you're at the if you're at like the the three and a half minute mark, roughly. You can see two of them moving. You're at the you're at the what mark? Three minutes twenty nine seconds. Three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes twenty eight. Three minutes twenty nine seconds. There's two, like towards the center left of the image, but then there's another one further left on the image. Looks like there's three of them in this shot. Just as they go into the shadow, you can right. actually see the the objects themselves. Right. Let's see somebody like tell tell us that that's swamp gas. Those are some huge shadows. They really are. No, wait a minute. I think that there's four objects in this in this video. There's three. Yeah. yeah. Where's yeah. the fourth one? I see the three on the left side of the screen. Where's the fourth one? There, there's a there's another object that was there was something casting three shadows. So how the hell did they take this video? Because I gotta say the video quality. Some of it looks like it's from an anime. No, I mean the th some. I mean for me. Looking at this, I, I know as somebody who dabbled in astronomy that there are special attachments that you can put on your um, telescope for a camera and you could actually, oh, okay. yep. Um, I think that there's more, I think that there's more than three, I think there's more than three objects. Yeah. And then they have, I think that, the, yeah. So, I mean, it was, and then of course it's like at the end of the video or at the end of the snippet, um, they kind of like have pictures of their setup. And I have the audio turned off, so I can't. But I mean, there are objects that are traveling from the far side of the moon. It seems like they're almost orbiting the moon, or they're traveling from the other to so the far side of the moon to this they side almost, of the moon. They almost look like really, really large airliners moving <clears throat> from like around the curve of the Earth. You know, like I imagine if someone were to zoom in to the Earth from a distance, yeah, like say from the moon. And they were able to actually see a, a a passenger liner, like one of those, what do they call them, the Airbus? Right. Like the, those huge passenger liners. Yeah. If they're flying from, say, Europe to the United States, I imagine that's similar to how they would appear. But these look to be much larger than the Airbus. These just seem huge. So where else do we want to go from from here? Um, I think that it's it's amazing how people are less afraid to talk about this. It really is. It's um, encouraging, I think. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, if if someone like Marco Rubio, who he was a presidential candidate, he was, and if he's talking about it, and you've got all of the um, 
all of the releases from the Navy of their interactions with these, what do they call them again? Unexplained aerial events, these UAEs. United Aerial Phenomenon. United. United. What the hell's wrong with me? Unidentified. Unidentified, yeah. So if the Navy's releasing this stuff, then it seems to me anyway that, you know, hey, maybe the veil's being lifted. Maybe there's maybe there's more that's going to be coming from the militaries in general regarding regarding these things from that we've all kind of known about but haven't been able to do anything about. I'm not making any sense. No, it's hard. Um, it's, it's 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 a difficult topic to wrap your brain around. And the fact right. that they're coming out and saying, "Okay, these things are real." And just kind of like a little bit of a flashback a couple of years back, hanging out with my in-laws on the 4th of July weekend at the, at the family camp and trying to explain to the folks what it is that I, that I do and trying to explain to folks that I do a podcast talking about the paranormal. And one of the things that I don't want to do is tell our listeners that everything is, quote, real. Like everything, if somebody makes a claim about they saw a ghost, I'm not saying that person saw a ghost. I'm saying that person claims that they saw a ghost. Somebody say right. that says that they saw a UFO. I'm not saying they saw a UFO. I'm saying they claim that they saw a UFO. And it's really hard, and it's hard for me to explain to somebody I don't believe all conspiracy theories, but I believe in all conspiracy theorists who operate in good faith. And I had to qualify that. And right, because there, there are there are some people out there who are conspiracy theorists who just want to put out these really outrageous claims that have no basis in reality. Right. And, and then there's conspiracy theorists that are out there that are like, what does this mean? Exactly. And is there is there a genuine explanation for this? Right, and and, and I'm I, I sit and I and I do interviews with authors who've written substantial books on the topic, and my wife's cousin's husband had a hard time understanding why I would quote waste my time unquote on this, and he's sort of like the the architect of the conservative you know skeptic. What I'm, skeptic. skeptic. If he hasn't seen it, and if he hasn't been the first to read about it, and if he's not the first to get on the bandwagon, then it didn't under it doesn't exist, and it's all BS. If people say that they saw strange lights in the sky, or or they've had these unusual experiences, he says it's all bullshit because he's never experienced it. And he right. is. And that's, I mean, that's just a rough way to go through life in general because now you're like, all right, so. You believe atoms exist. Have you seen an atom? Well, no, because the thing is, is that he, he trusts scientists that have been vetted by the establishment, I guess. But it's right. it, it's it's it, the mindset of people of his generation, of the, the sort of like the um, uptight conservative. And I'm not talking about the political party conservative. I'm talking about the the conservative demeanor. Whereas right. the, if it, the it, true social conservative who does not want to do anything that's going to rock the boat or be perceived as rocking the boat. In right. Any way, shape, or form. And there's something and he has this attitude that there's something wrong with you if you don't see the world and believe the way he does exactly with the same nuance and with the same 
finesse as it were the same dogma and it's like it's this sort of like generational attitude that we're starting to see die away and it's sad and it's unfortunate that for us to get to disclosure old people have to pass away or they or they have to no longer be in the forefront anymore. Right. And I, I think but that I think I don't know. There's part of me that says that that's kind of a natural progression. Yeah. And it but it it it's sort of I don't understand how it is is that you can watch something like and and I wanted to just talk a minute later on. Don't let me forget. I wanted to talk about the latest incarnation of Unsolved Mysteries that is now on Netflix. Watching this episode about one of the most famous cases in ufology where uh, one night in September in 1969, a handful of people had been abducted all at once in the same part of Western Mass. And these people, they didn't know each other. They didn't know of each other, maybe except in passing. And all of a sudden, like this thing happened to them in Western Mass, whereas what somebody uh, uh he was i think he was a, a nine or ten year old boy was was running out in his field bright light showed up out of nowhere and picked him up brought him inside of his craft went around the area picked up a mo um a mother a grandmother and her two sons um picked up this other teenage girl and they have this missing time where they were some, something happened to them over the course of three hours and then they were dropped off and you had legions of people calling into the local radio station the the, the um, not the television station the radio station the newspaper the police and the whole attitude is oh this is all just a joke and there was nothing in the newspaper the day the, the day after but you have you have legions of people who say they saw something and it does and it defies explanation you can't you can't say it was like a military helicopter you can't say that it was swamp gas you can't say it was ball lightning these people had this experience and then you will have somebody of that generation who will say oh that's all bullshit. that's that, that's all made up how can you say that because you don't know those people you weren't there i think it was september 1st 1969 yeah and that's like you said, that's that's a generational kind of thing because there are plenty of times when people have seen something or said they saw something, and you know what I mean. They they don't know how to, how to phrase this. You know, there's been plenty of times throughout history where people have claimed to have seen something that gets dismissed by the masses. That doesn't mean necessarily that they didn't see something. It doesn't mean necessarily that they are making it up yeah. or anything like that. I think younger generations like us tend to be more willing to accept that than some of some people in the older generations. Yeah. I just did a quick a quick DuckDuckGo search and uh -huh. um, from the website allthatisinteresting.com it's regarded as the 1969 Berkshire UFO incident. And coincidentally, it happened on September 1st, 1969. About 40 people in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, reported seeing a UFO. And one boy named Thomas Reed claimed that he and his family were all taken aboard. And he's 
there's a handful of people who said that they were taken aboard the strange craft. See, when you say the Berkshires, that's where I grew up, dude. You want to tell us something, Jay? This one time at band camp? No. Um, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. I've seen things that are unexplained, which I think sort of justifies or explains my interest in the paranormal. But everything that I saw was of a more, shall we say, spiritual nature. So right, right. I've seen more things like ghosts and things like that and less things like. We actually did an entire um, episode on that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, you know, so that's been within my particular experience. I've right. not seen anything that I would classify or determine to be uh, alien thing like that. Right. So I, I'll, I'll freely admit there's a part of me that's kind of bummed. I wish I had. Right. I mean, if all these people saw it, damn it, why the hell didn't I? Exactly. You know, when, when was this again? It was 19... 1969. Well, that explains it. I, I wasn't born. Yeah. I think that I was about a month and a half old back then. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I mean, the, some, the, some of these people in particular who take great pains to make people like us feel embarrassed for being interested in this. And and I'm I'm not using hyperbole here. There are there are people who seem to enjoy making people like me feel embarrassed because I'm interested in this. Right. And why is that such a crime anyway? What why is it such a crime for me to be interested in this? Because it's not quote yeah. real. And the thing is that it was just like, I don't want to know just what's, quote, real. Like, what's the next realm? What's the next, what's the next next? Does that make any sense? What else, what else is out there? What else is going on in, in, in the world well, or in the universe? That's what I'm passionate about. And well, and I think, like, you and I share this in common, right? So, for us, it's more about um, what is out there that we don't know about. What is... What is it they aren't telling us? What is it that is happening or has happened that we haven't experienced, but other people have? Right. You know, we want to, and it's not, it's not a jealousy thing. It's not anything like that. It's more of a, you know, I want to know what is going on. I want right. to, I, I want to experience more of these things because I've seen things that some people haven't. Yeah. I've done things some people haven't. I enjoy the look on people's faces when I tell them, oh, yeah, I've done this or right. I've seen this kind of a thing. That's something that I enjoy. And I actively seek out those experiences. Right. You know, I take you and I've talked about this. We take the untrodden path. We take the path less traveled. We see a trail leading off into the woods. And we think, huh, hope I got enough water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? And the thing is, I and, know, I know that trail might be dangerous. I know right. that trail might be dangerous, but I'm going to walk down it anyway. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I have so many problems with my left leg right now. Um, I want to switch gears here really quickly, but I, but just to put a pin on this, this is not going away. When you have a conservative politician who ran for the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States comes out and says this is real we need to do a real genuine investigation and this time do it right and none of this bullshit swamp gas none of this um you saw the planet venus or whatever enough of the bullshit let's do a and let's really let's do a manhattan i'm i'm putting words in mark rubio's mouth this is what i think that he was trying to say 
let's do a Manhattan Project scale investigation into what this is and like really do it. Let's not X-Files this bullshit and send out just these two agents and, and investigate this. Let's, and it also gets back to what Alex had said in talking about MUFON and how to fix MUFON. Where it, let's, first of all, either let's dismantle and build MUFON up from the ground up or let's fix it and really do it and do it right and get to the bottom of this. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on. Fedora Chronicles.